presented by Emergent. Hey, good morning, playbookers and Rugamun of Olin. It's Monday. And today's show, the ongoing war in Ukraine and what to look for from Congress. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Russia answers resistance with firepower. That quote comes from the BBC's Jeremy Bowen, who's in Kyiv now and covered the conflicts in Chechnya and Syria. Quote, rather than sending men to fight from house to house and room to room, their military doctrine calls for a bombardment by heavy weapons and from the air to destroy their enemies. He added, quote, the depressing conclusion I've drawn from other wars in which I've seen Russians in action is that it could get much worse. On Sunday evening, a senior Pentagon official said playbook an update on the Russian military campaign. The headline, while the Russians try to encircle and choke off major cities in the north and the east, they quote, are being met with strong Ukrainian resistance. Some other highlights, Russian forces are nearly all in. The letter notes that Russians have now committed inside Ukraine somewhere near 95% of the combat power they had amassed along the border, but they remain stuck. Quote, there does not appear to be any significant movement along the Russian axes. Leading elements remain outside these city centers. The convoy continues to be stalled. Russia still doesn't have air superiority, and they don't seem close to achieving it. Also, Ukrainians remain connected to the outside world. Quote, We believe the Ukrainian people in most parts of the country still have means of communication, access to internet, and the media. Here's the thing, though, that could change in a matter of hours. A close advisor to President Joe Biden tells Playbook to watch two things in Ukraine this week. One, a Russian attempt to occupy Odessa, and two, whether Belarus becomes more actively involved in the war. Two unusual dynamics are in motion on the Hill this week. One, Congress is actually leading on a major foreign policy issue, pushing forward with legislation that goes beyond the Biden administration's comfort level. And two, so far, that push is bipartisan. First up, Biden's $10 billion war supplemental. It may unlock the omnibus deal to avert a government shutdown this week. Current government funding expires this Friday at midnight, but even though lawmakers have delayed passing new appropriations bills during the Biden presidency and instead simply extended Trump-era policies, this time there's new pressure to get the so-called omnibus nailed down. The top motivator? Money for Ukraine. The White House recently asked Congress for $10 billion to help Ukraine defend itself against the Russian invasion. That's substantially more than the $6.4 billion it had requested a week ago. The addition has bipartisan support, and Democrats are hoping that Zelensky's weekend plea to lawmakers will push a deal over the finish line. Two, a tough new Russia sanctions bill. Legislation being negotiated goes beyond a ban on importing Russian oil and gas. In a letter released Sunday night, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the House bill would also, quote, repeal normal trade relations with Russia and Belarus, take the first step to deny Russia access to the World Trade Organization, and empower the executive branch to raise tariffs on Russian imports. And finally, warplanes for Ukraine. There is little congressional support for a no-fly zone over Ukraine, which in practice would mean American aircrafts bombing Russian air defenses and fighter planes. But many in Congress are expressing support for the transfer of fighter jets to Ukraine from former Warsaw Pact countries such as Poland. Senators Rob Portman and Jean Shaheen sent a letter to the administration asking Biden to negotiate a deal in which any older planes transferred to Ukraine from Eastern European countries are replaced with American fighters. Antony Blinken said Sunday he's already working on the deal. In her letter Sunday, Pelosi threw her support behind the swap, noting, quote, an urgent request from President Vladimir Zelensky is to help ensure air support for the Ukrainian armed forces and that our nation can provide military equipment and support our allies who are supplying airplanes to Ukraine. A Biden advisor told us the issue was challenging, but predicted likely some progress this week. 
In conversations with European officials in recent days, we heard deep concerns about whether the supply of fighter jets could be interpreted by Putin as little different than a no-fly zone, about which he has warned that, quote, any movement in this direction will be considered by us as participation in an armed conflict. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9.30 a.m., President Biden will receive the president's daily brief. At 11.35, Vice President Kamala Harris will deliver remarks on infrastructure with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, EPA Administrator Michael Regan, and Federal Transit Administration Administrator Nuria Fernandez at 11.35. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 2 p.m. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up the Postal Service Reform Act with the vote on the motion to invoke closure at 5.30. The House will meet at noon with votes postponed until 6.30. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Monavallin. Have a great week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Emerging threats never stop, and neither does emerging. As a leader in bringing light-protecting products to market, Emergent helps protect people from things we hope will never happen. So we are prepared just in case they ever do. For more than two decades, they've developed, manufactured, and delivered protections against critical health threats, from fighting cholera and smallpox to counteracting opioid overdoses. Go deeper at www.emergentbiosolutions.com.